1: conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
2: i'm hoping the uh hoping the all-star break is good for our atlanta hawks they will be back at home next friday night against toronto mike and i will be down at the arena Getting you ready for the start of the second half. I, uh Turtle, I just, my expectations right now after that last game, it left a bad taste in my mouth. What know?
3: expectations? Well,
2: well, listen, my expectations is that this team has to compete and be better than what we've seen them play. And the, the way that they played the other night against Charlotte, check that. The way they didn't play against Charlotte the other night, it just makes me wonder, like, okay, what happens here when we get back to it? Now, I expect Trey Young to have a great all-star weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully he participates and, you know, wins the skills competition. Maybe he wins the three-point shootout. I don't know. And, Not you know, with the way he shooting the three lately. Well, I mean, you know, he might get on a heater. I mean, man, I, you, boy, you're just killing the guy. I mean, come on. He could get on a heater.
3: Yeah, and the Hawks could uh, win 40 games in the second half, too, Carl. That's what I'm hoping.
2: Finish with the second season. Well, that's what I'm hoping. I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know where we're going with this, and we've been talking about
3: it, guys. We're going to get into it. You know where we're going with this. No, 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 I don't. From the standpoint of, no, I don't know if you're trading Trey Young. No, 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 no. I mean how this season is finished. Oh, well. You know where we're going. This is exactly where we've been. Playing? Playing? Between 10 and 8 is where we're going to (sighs) finish. 40 and 42, First round loss. Oh, come on. What says otherwise, Carl Dukes? Come on, man. They, you're saying they can't get out of the first round? No. What, what, you're saying they can? I think you sound more ridiculous than I do did in you, this. Did you see Milwaukee last
2: night? You're telling me they can't get I mean, Doc Rivers can't even get it right right now.
3: Did you see the Hawks versus Charlotte yeah, before the end of the end of the All-Star break, it, it was, Carl? It, it was bad. And
2: that's why I'm saying I want to see where this is going. And I'm not talking about trading Trey. That's the part we nobody knows. I don't know if DeJounte's getting moved. Trey's we'll not the problem.
3: Well, we know this. He's not the
2: problem. But everybody else thinks that he is. There are a lot of people around the country who think that he is. People who aren't here who think he is. He's not the issue. You've got to put a better team around him. And and that that gets back to where we're we going. That's that's what I'm talking about. How you finish though, for example, and I don't know. Listen, you know where I'm at on DeAndre Hunter. All right. We're gonna to get to an NFL. Bl- yeah, exactly. We're gonna to get to an NFL blitz here in just a second. You know where I'm at on DeAndre Hunter. But let's just say DeAndre Hunter goes on a nice run. Let's just say at the end of the season here in the last three months, he he becomes the player we expected. And you see the growth of Jalen Johnson. Now you may not be as tempted to put him on the trading block in the summer only because this is the first year under Quinn. We we have seen him under two different head coaches now, and, and you know where I'm at. Again, I, I I feel like he doesn't give us on a nightly basis what he should be doing. Let me just counter with this. But, but I'm saying that's the kind of stuff that could change your thought process on who you want to trade and why. Unless you're just trying to save money, Turtle. And if you're just trying to save money, then all these guys are up for grabs.
3: I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that that's not what's happening. Because if it is, there's another conversation that we need to have about what's really going on here. So let's put that to the side. All right. Let me counter with this. Even if DeAndre Hunter has this dream finish that you're imagining up right here, which well, I, yeah. I don't, I don't see coming to fruition. Well, you but, know how hard this but, is but for me to imagine up. Do you, you realize we how hard to, this is for me? Who, <laughs> um, Carl? You got to look at the roster, and you got to say, you know, we need to make significant changes. This is not just let's plug in, uh, you know, as Mike Bell likes to say, a uh, seven foot three backup center to just go out there from Europe, and, and from Europe with a Whose one, knuckles w- drag yeah, on the ground and has one eyebrow yeah, yeah. Uh, to eat up minutes and collect fouls. All right. I'm talking about you need to look at this roster and look at this game film and understand where the breakdowns are occurring, why they're occurring, and what type of players you need to put in oh. around Trey Young to make sure that that stops happening. Oh, I know why it's occurring. They don't play defense. We didn't play defense. Carl. <laughs> we were flat. We, we were soft on the ball. We we're a little soft on the ball. That's Carl. why they. Uh, I know why it's occurring. I mean, come on, man. But, I... you, but you need to look at the types. Okay, so we've established what the problem is. How do you fix it? You, If you're Landry Fields and you're everyone else in that front office, you need to say we need to substitute these players that we have X, Y, and Z and bring in these players X, Y, and Z that are going to be fundamentally different basketball players that with a skill set that advances Trey Young's game to the point where he can be the player he can be and not have everything else collapse around him like it has been for the last two and a half years, Carl. All right, more on the Hawks coming up. Man, just have no hope, do you? zero right now why should i that's fair listen
2: the way they played the other night was embarrassing hey last hour was brought to you by the man cave store guys visit mancavestore.com we've got a lot to get to caleb johnson's going to join us in less than 10 minutes from now we'll ask him his opinions he's our hawks reporter he's down there on an uh every night basis we'll get his thoughts on where this thing is going maybe he'll have a much more positive attitude turtle than you do right now 40 and (laughs) 0 Let's get to an NFL Blitz. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league, this is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. NFL Blitz brought to you by Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. We told you that there are people talking about Justin Fields and questions are being asked. One of those guys is Kevin Warren. He used to run the Big Ten. Now he's the president of the Chicago Bears. He was asked about Fields and whether or not He's a supporter.
1: I know from my standpoint, and I I come to the table, I'm a supporter of Justin, you know, because I got a chance to work with him when I was commissioner of the Big Ten Conference. He is incredibly talented. Uh, He is smart. Uh, He works hard. And uh, he wants to be a great NFL football player. And so now he just needs to make sure that he has the support around him. He's working hard. And then I would love to see him, you know, this offseason, Make sure he's totally healthy going into the season next year. Justin has a rare combination of intelligence, of size, of strength, and speed. You forget how big of a, of a man he is until you're up on him. He's not a small man. And, um, and so I just think every year he's going to continually get better. So I'm glad he's on the Chicago Bears.
2: Sound like they're keeping him to me.
3: Yeah, Atlanta, get to, all right, Terry, so we need three for this year's first, next year's first, second round, second round, second round. You should be on the phone right now after hearing those comments, Carl. I mean, Kevin Warren, the president of the Bears, I I don't know
2: about you, that's
3: a pretty big endorsement. It was a demonstrative
2: statement. That's a big endorsement. I, he's smart, intelligent. You don't realize how big he is. I want him healthy. I want him I want him working in this offseason. Like he is there is nothing in that statement that says we're trading him.
3: He said everything short of I'd let him date my daughter.
2: <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I mean, there's nothing in that statement from Kevin Warren that makes me feel like he is on the block. If he was short in his comments, if he was like, "Well, we're trying to figure it all out. You know, we're looking at a lot of things. We're going through the process." He didn't say any of that. I'm not telling you they won't, but I've said this all along. If I'm the Bears, I'm staying the course because you already did this last year, and you're going to get another haul for the number one pick. Get him help and allow him to continue to grow and make your roster better. If you want a championship roster, you don't build that with one or two players. You will have the ability with these picks to not only affect this draft, if you're the Bears, but also the next three. And so I think that's that's how you have to look at this. They may look at it completely different. And, guys, understand this, too, when we talk about this whole situation. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9. Again, uh, game. Turtles in for Mike today. This is totally a financial decision. If finances are the only thing that you're thinking about, then you trade Justin and you take number one and you do what you need to do with either Caleb Williams or Kay, uh, uh, May. It doesn't matter who you want to pick. Because financially, if it's just about the numbers – You've said it. This has been your point while you've got people tweeting at me pissed off about what what you've been saying over the weekend. I told you. This is what you've been saying, and this is true. If it's just about the financials, you trade him because it's cheaper for you to draft one of these guys coming out in in this draft. You get four
3: years. And that's why. Can I put your uh, tinfoil hat on for you? Go ahead. Mr. Warren just delivered that beautiful, eloquent diatribe about his starting quarterback. Doesn't sound like he's traded to me to drive up that price. Steelers, Falcons, come on down. You know what, Mr. Warren? After much deliberation, we have decided that the best move for the Bears franchise is to find Justin Fields a new home. Oh, our starting price? Yeah, let's start with two twos, and we'll work from there. Maybe a player to be named later. He could have been doing that the whole time. Oh, he could be. Um, Dane Brugler is a guy we trust. He's one of the best draft experts.
2: He writes for The Athletic. He did an interesting case study. He said, what if Justin Fields was coming out in this draft? Where would he be? Would he be in front of Caleb? What would it look like? Let's hear from Dane Brugler
4: with Fields you have to factor in the contract you have to factor in the money part of all this and you know with Jaden Daniels or Drake May you know you have them for at least the next five years at a relatively cheaper contract where with Justin Fields the rents come and do so that affects I think where necessarily he fits in this conversation but just based off of talent I think that he would probably be fighting for quarterback three with Jaden Daniels as a guy that is a true dual threat it's not an apples to apples comparison with Lamar Jackson but defense has have to defend you the same way that they defend Lamar Jackson because you are a true dual threat. And that's what Jaden Daniels brings, that's what Justin Fields brings. The ability to create those big plays. So there's some inconsistencies to his game, but again, bet on the young talent and you know see what your coaches can do with him. But again, with Fields, it is a little more of a convoluted conversation because you know that contract is uh, coming up due pretty soon, and you're going to have to make a big decision about whether or not you're going to pay him over a hundred million dollars, and that's something that is a franchise changer.
2: Yeah, over a hundred, not two, Turtle. It's too sports radio two nine the game it's interesting though for everybody that says they like Jaden daniels mm-hmm. what dane brugler is telling you is that's what you're getting with justin who has now three years of experience under his belt i i think that's an interesting thought where he says listen if he was slated in this draft is it caleb is it is it may is he would probably be the third guy well everybody we've talked about it. mike and i would love to have Jaden daniels here we'd love that opportunity to be able to pick him as a third quarterback on the board Me considering too. and by the way that doesn't mean we're moving in this draft that's at eight we're staying put we're not giving up anything and all of a sudden boom he's there but you would also have that opportunity and you're getting a similar if not better player in fields and the only reason I'm going to tell you he's better is because he's done it these other guys coming into the league I We don't know what they are. We don't know what they are. He's done it, Carl. He has done it. He's a starter in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Absolutely he's Mm -hmm. done
5: Mm -hmm. it. Absolutely
3: he's he's done it. He's done it for one season. He's done it. He had a mediocre season his first year. He had a good season. Not as great as everyone makes it out to be, but. Never thrown for 3,000 yards, never thrown for 20 passing touchdowns, ran for 1,000 yards, one out of three times, 38 fumbles Are over you, three seasons. Are you taking into account the debacle coaching mess that has been with the Chicago
2: Bears? That's why Kevin Warren's there, by the way. The Bears president is there because the organization has been a mess. Are you taking into account that he's had various offensive coordinators who, by the way, his last coordinator is gone now. He's gone through various head coaches. We act as though... That doesn't have an effect on these guys. I'm not saying he hasn't performed up to, to the capabilities that he should. But I am also not going to dismiss, very similar to what we've talked about with other quarterbacks in this league, where where he's been has been dysfunctional. And until they get that right, it's not going to be a great
3: place to thrive as a quarterback. Can I remind you of something? The Cleveland Browns drafted Baker Mayfield they did. when they were awful. Yeah. You know what he did his rookie year? He he broke did. the rookie record for touchdown passes. Yeah, but he's been on six different teams, too, to this date. And what did he do last? Went to the playoffs. Took a team to the playoffs. Went to the playoffs. So you know what that means? Special players oh, do special things. Oh, my goodness. In three he, seasons, he Justin went, Fields hasn't done squat. He went to the playoffs, Turtle, because he went to a stabilized situation. Cleveland? No. Tampa yeah but in Cleveland he took him to the playoffs too that was a hot mess
2: well it was I come can't.
3: on Carl I, 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 that part I can't, ju- I can't ju- debate. the 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 over the need to over analyze and give flowers to justin fields when he simply hasn't earned them yet drives me crazy you can't look at the glass half full and not also take into account the other half he has not been great that's all i'm saying well who are we getting that's great though when you talk about this quarterback like seriously you're paying for great with cousins yes you do that okay if
2: you feel like cousins is great you can't tell me Jaden Daniels is
3: great. He hasn't done anything in the NFL. Right, but here's here's where the difference lies, and here's why, in my opinion, drafting Jaden Daniels, who, by the way, is also somebody that I would love to see the Falcons get, is this. With Jaden Daniels, you get four years to figure it out while you can build the rest of the team around him. With Justin Fields, you get one year to figure it out. And then you need to, I don't care if it's $150 million, $175 million you want to split the numbers. He gets one more season, Carl, to figure it out. By the way, if he is here, this will be arguably the most talent he's
2: played with and the best offensive line he's had pff guys has us as the fourth best offensive line in the nfl now whether you believe it or not that's what they rank us as so he's coming to a place if he does end up here where the offensive line is great the running backs are great he's got a go-to guy and a wide receiver and let's all pray kyle pitts please be healthy 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. You guys can always hit us up. we got a lot more to chop up here on the show. We're live at Gas South Arena. Coming up, Caleb Williams is going to join us. Caleb Williams. Caleb Johnson is going to join us. My mind. Uh, he's our Hawks reporter. We'll find out what he thinks about Trey, the All-Star Weekend, and much more. Coming up next. this hour brought to you by status truck and trailer repair driven by excellence building successful partnerships it's dukes and bell live at uh, gas south arena turtle in for mike today we're up here hanging out and uh, the gladiators play tonight against the savannah ghost pirates which you guys are going to hang out i say you guys i know you can't see our on-site engineer his jersey mike if you've been out to our remotes or events you've seen him but uh i just found out real quick before we get to to caleb you guys are getting Getting pretty good seats, huh?
3: I believe we will be uh, showing on the Jumbotron is what I'm hearing once or twice tonight. We may be uh, some featured guests of the Gladiators tonight, which, listen, man, I'm going to represent. If they're going to show me on the Jumbotron, (laughs) I'm going to have a beer in my hand. I am going to be pounding my chest, and we are going to chug-a-lug, lug, 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 baby. All right.
2: I love it, man. I was was ear-hustling as I overheard the conversation where uh, I heard you guys were having pretty good seats. I just heard seats one and two, and I was like, oh. OK, Pretty
3: behind the glass, as they like to say, Carl, <laughs> which all is right.
2: also the name of my weekend show. If you listen, this is true. Uh, and that has a different connotation. All right. Let's talk to our man, uh, Caleb Johnson. He covers our Atlanta Hawks. Caleb uh, has been doing a terrific job. You know, first and foremost, what do you expect from Trey this weekend with the all star uh, festivities? And he's involved in a lot.
6: Yeah. Um, you know, with with Trey, I guess he's done this before competing in the three point contest. Uh, I'm I'm glad to see him especially after this whole process and how honestly uncomfortable it was and uh, up in the air that he would even be there in, in Indiana this weekend I'm glad to see him going and and leaning into competing in the skills challenge competing in a three-point contest um, I mean it's one of those like he, he's got as good a shot as, as anybody else uh, it's just one of those you gotta you gotta get that that first tray to fall the, those first five if you can kind of get that rhythm going then uh then it'll be you know a fun competition to watch i'm actually more intrigued uh in the the Steph curry versus sabrina Ionescu because that's one of those things i talked about it on my show i feel like that only goes well if sabrina wins because otherwise then you have a bunch of uh you know, uh, unfortunate guys who are going to make the, the comments about uh, men being better than women in, in uh, sports and that sort of thing. But uh, hopefully Sabrina can pull it out, and it's a fun fun weekend down there.
3: Caleb, they completely melded it in, in that last game, my brother. That was <laughs> That was a terrible thing to watch. So when they regroup as a team in a few days – What do you believe from everything you've seen in the first half from Quinn Snyder that the messaging is going to be to try to set this tone for the second half?
6: You know, that's, that's a, it's a great question. It's one of those things that, um, I mean, Quinn straight up came out and and said it as much of, you know, wasn't sure if they were already on their break or not after that Charlotte loss. Um, I, I think the idea is to not so much act like it didn't happen, but kind of preaching the the mentality that you hear from Trey young a lot. You hear it from Quinn Snyder a lot um, that you take it one game at a time that you wash what is behind you in the past, because you can't do anything uh, about what's happened uh, through this, you know, first two thirds of the season, you're going to have 35 games of the regular season to Show what kind of team you are. Show if you're going to be resilient or if you're going to buy into what a lot of us kind of believe, that this isn't uh, necessarily a very good team, that this is a team kind of treading water with no direction uh, because they've got a front office that right now has decided they would rather make the big decisions in the offseason. Uh, and it feels like, you know, there, there's just so much up in the air at the moment. Uh, and so the, I, I guess it's one of those I'm glad that I'm not in twin spot uh, having to deliver any kind of message to this team, but it really just kind of feels like it, it is a one game at a time. Absolutely do not let affect, uh, you know, what, what was happening before the break affects the team moving forward. And hopefully they all go and even Trey, as much as he's going to be competing in some, some events this weekend, get some true rest, recoup the body, Uh, And then hopefully when, you know, they come back on the 23rd that that you've got some healthy players and some guys who have been able to clear their mind uh, and focus on this back half of the season.
2: Who's been the biggest surprise for you so far this season, Uh, Caleb, as we've watched the Hawks? Is it plain and simply Jalen Johnson, biggest
6: surprise? Uh, I think it has to be. Uh, I think it has to be Jalen just because that was a situation where, you know, you, you traded John Collins away, and I think that was a, a move that they absolutely had to make. Uh, and then, you know, you're, you're kind of like, well, okay, so maybe Sadiq Bey is going to be that guy who is going to step up uh, and take on that role. And then as we were you know through preseason and that sort of thing, you're like, whoa, this is a guy who, honestly, we hadn't seen a whole lot of just because of how the front office and and Nate McMillan at the time had decided to kind of manage him in uh, in college park and for him to show up. And I mean, make no mistake, guys. Jalen Johnson is the second best player on the Atlanta Hawks. Like that is the reason why when the trade discussions were happening, it was, there are two players off the table. It's Trey young and it's Jalen Johnson. And that's because he's shown his ability at that position, at that four position uh, you know, to, to play up in size, even though he's not a particularly big guy, um, but he's just, he's everywhere on the court, whether it's, it's offensively, you know, his willingness to doesn't, I don't need the ball, but I can make a play happen, his unselfishness. It's just, he has a mentality that you want in every single guy on your roster, and you just simply don't always get that. I think what we, we had seen from Jalen in the past with a timidness, a shyness, because it's kind of naturally in his personality. He's more of a, a laid back, you know, very quiet guy. And what we saw from him is a belief in his abilities. And he has 100% shown um, that, that, you know, he can not only take on that role, but like I said, he is, he is the second best player on this team. Now I do think that separately creates a bit of a problem uh, because it was, Kind of where we were before with John Collins, where it was like, well, you don't want John to be your, your second best player. You need some additions to that. Uh, and so that's going to kind of be one of the, the questions that this front office is going to have to answer in the offseason.
3: Caleb, Quinn Snyder's not in any danger of losing his job he's got many years and many many dollars left on that deal so do you think it behooves him and this franchise to mix it up a little bit and start experimenting with the likes of A.J. Griffin and Kobe Bufkin
6: Uh, I think you're going to see it with Kobe Bufkin what we heard from Landry Fields at uh, his press or his zoom call that he did after the trade deadline is that the likelihood is that A.J. Griffin is going to go down to College Park and play Uh, with the Skyhawks Um, there, you know, it's it's a very delicate situation, but his time that he stepped away from the team, uh, there is some belief that I I wouldn't want to put the word regression on things, but that maybe, you know, a a clean kind of a, a slow ramp up. There are just like zero expectations being put on, on AJ at the moment. Uh, and so they feel like maybe getting him some opportunity with college park is going to be that sort of thing. But Kobe, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, I think Landry alluded to that in that same zoom call that he had with us, uh, that Kobe is going to come up uh, and get some run with the, with the Hawks. And as well, I think he's deserved it. Um, I, I think the limited time that we have seen Kobe Buffkin, his point of attack defense and what he's able to do, uh, and just limiting some of the the clear miscues that that happened with this team where teams are able to drive and get into the paint and score, it felt like Kobe has shown, you know, through his progression down in College Park, that he's worked on that form of his game. Uh, I think there is a similar want for him to find his confidence, much like, you know, what happened with Jalen Johnson and him finding his confidence. But I, I expect, He's going to get some run with the Hawks uh, this back half of the of the season. It's just kind of an awkward thing where Quinn's got to be comfortable with with playing him and and with expanding that rotation, uh, just because he's usually a guy that this part of the season you're tightening things up because you're headed for a postseason run. And if we're all honest with ourselves, we know where this team is right now. They're not headed for a long postseason run. This is more about development. I know it's a little bit. Um, you know, something that Quinn is not necessarily used to being in at this point of the year. Uh, but, it's, it, you know, if he's going to expect his players to grow, I think he's going to have to grow a bit and, and uh, do something that he's not traditionally used to.
2: Caleb, great stuff, man. Uh, enjoy the break. I know you deserve it. A little time for yourself before we get back to it next Friday when Toronto comes to town. And uh, enjoy the All-Star weekend, man. Appreciate you stopping by. All right. You guys have a good one. You too. Caleb Johnson, 92.9 The Game, Hawks reporter. I will tell you guys, ironically, he talks about Landry Fields. He was at the Skyhawks game about mm, three weeks ago. And he sat front row, and we got a chance to talk to him before the game. And he was just there checking things out. It's not unusual to see him down there. But I totally agree with Caleb about, you know, what what they want to do with Kobe Buffkin. And how he plays. He's a talented player. Uh, I saw Jalen Johnson a couple seasons ago. And, you know, the same similar kind of situation. I don't know where you find minutes for Kobe Bufkin. This is the issue. When you talk about DeJounte and Trey. Well, their bench is pretty short, though, Carl. But that's the thing. And he can can score. So if you feel like, hey, he can come off the bench and help your scoring because he can fill it up. It's going to be interesting to see that process play out here in the second half. Hey, filling in today for Big O is our man Day Day. He's going to have Yeah Man, No Man next. We're live at Gas South Arena at Stukes and Bell. Can't be any worse.
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports,
3: Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in
2: a
5: way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.
2: This hour brought to you by Status Truck and Trailer Repair, driven by excellence, building successful partners. Live at Gas South Arena, hanging out on a Friday. It's Dukes and Bell. Chris is in for Mike today, and uh coming up in Guy Talk. I could be a murderer. What? I will explain in Guy Talk coming up next hour. Hey, we've been talking a lot today uh, about uh this football team of ours, the Atlanta Falcons, and what Terry Fontenot had to say. On Steve Weish's podcast, we'll get back into that as well. And whether or not it means that maybe we will make a move for one of the uh, potential candidates that are out there. Uh, We say this. Listen, Kirk Cousins is a free agent. That's different. You've got to trade for Justin Fields, and you're going to have to trade for Russell Wilson. Okay? No, you would not. Because the Broncos would cut him. Once he's released. As of right now, that is correct. We believe that's what's going to happen. But uh, if I'm the
3: Broncos, don't you want something in return, or are
2: you just ready to move on?
3: I don't think a team would take him with how much money he has left on that deal. I don't either.
2: And so right now, these are the scenarios we're playing out, uh, and we'll get back into that. Day-Day's filling in for Big O today. Let's get to Yeah Man, No Man. It's time for
4: Yeah Man, No Man. He's the former MVP of his high school football team. Not really. From New Jersey. The Cavs here. And gives rapid fire questions. Here's the
2: executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Chris Thomas.
5: Well, Chris hello there, here. fellas.
2: <laughs> What's going on?
5: Hey, can How I you get? Doing, I'm Day Day? good, man. You it's doing? been a minute. Can I get an update? Who won?
3: Uh, three-way tie. Right. Three-way tie between you, me. And Carl Dukes. Wow.
5: I'll take that. First time I, around. Mike
3: Bell finished uh, one game behind.
5: Yeah, I definitely wow.
2: will take it. Listen, it came down to the Super Bowl picks, and we all picked. We had to pick an over-under, I think, and then we had to pick a prop bet. I don't think my prop bet hit. I forget what it exactly was. I may have been, may, it may have been, uh, I'm trying to think, Kelsey for
3: catches or something of Yeah, you nature. had Kelsey over one-and-a-half touchdowns, and I, I mine hit easy. I had over rushing yards from Holmes. Yeah, had yeah, 70. I
2: know. It's crazy. So, yeah, man, Day Day, and I'm glad you stayed in the hunt, uh, even though, you know, you started with us, but now you're with the Steakhouse and uh, on a daily basis, and that's where you're here, Day Day. But, man, appreciate you being a part of our pick segment. We had a lot of fun this season. What yeah. you got going on today? Now nah, hey, you can only bet on my
5: show. <laughs> 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 yeah. Hey, man, uh, listen, uh, you got to talk about Caitlin Clark all right, Division One scoring record now. But along with her and what Dawn Staley has done at South Carolina, which in three years they're currently 95-3. Kim Mulkey, Mulkey and, Kim, and Angel Reese doing a great job at LSU. And then out west she got this freshman phenom in Juju Watkins. Is it safe to say that women's college basketball is in a good space?
2: No doubt. Um, the coaches are charismatic the women you're talking about are people that you want to root for, and if they're, they're head uh, ahead of your program, you know what you've got. Listen, South Carolina right now is what Connecticut once was, and Don is just, she's killing it. And to your point about the players, there's more eyeballs now, I think, on the women's game, and rightfully so. You know, I've talked about the WNBA and women's basketball for a long time. It's a different game. It's a skilled game. It's not an above-the-rim game like the men's game. But, boy, if you watch Caitlin, if you saw her break this record and you've never seen her play, you're going to tell me you don't want to watch her anymore? Like you don't want to see her next game? I mean, she's incredible, and it's good for college basketball. But just like with the NBA, what hopefully will happen is as these women move to the WNBA, you follow their careers, and hopefully that that helps the league continue to grow day-day. Absolutely a yeah man for
3: me. I'll say this and put a bow on it pretty simply. I just heard more names that I recognize in the women's game than I can name in the men's game right now.
5: Wow. Mm. Interesting. All right. Here we go. Three and seven since he took over. I'm talking about the Milwaukee Bucks, Doc Rivers. Will the Bucks have egg on their face when the season comes to an end when it's said and done about this whole way they handled uh, firing Adrian Griffin and then bringing in Doc Rivers?
2: It's a great question because uh, the expectation for Giannis and then you trade for Dame is championship. That's it. And if they're not playing for the chip, something is wrong. Doc Rivers, you guys know this. We beat a Philadelphia 76ers team with Doc Rivers as the head coach where they had better players, a better coach, allegedly, a better team. None of that played out. Doc Rivers in the playoffs. And, yes, he's a championship coach because he won with the Celtics in the Big Three. But go look at his playoff numbers. They're abysmal. And he has this thing over his head that he's not a great coach anymore. Like, there there are a lot of people in the around the NBA circles who don't believe that. So they may have egg on their face, Daddy. I think, you know, they, they lost the game. I didn't like his comments after the game. Is he still adapting to this team? Yes. But come on. I mean, it, you got Giannis Antetokounmpo and you got Dame Lillard. This ain't hard. This is like, hey, I'm going to set you guys up to be successful. Let's play D, and you should be in the Eastern Conference Finals. That is where this team should be. I'll tell you what,
3: Carl, Dukes, I'm not going <laughs> to let you sit here and besmirch my name when I am an NBA champion. Come- no, listen. I mean, Doc has been washed for how long now, Carl? I mean, he didn't 8 years. He didn't win with the Clippers. He eight didn't years. win with the 76ers. He's not winning with the Bucks. I, how many I, I'm going to say this the phrase. How many chances you get, man? I mean, you're going to just keep getting run out there because you had, you, you did something back in '08. I mean, it's just not the same it's not the same air about him anymore. I don't think Doc is a championship coach. I think he's name value right now. That's it.
5: Yeah, it kind of sucks. He hasn't s- proven it. He hasn't done it. Yeah, and it kind of sucks because as a player, he was one of my favorite players to watch. And, uh, you know, just to see his coaching career not kind of really live up to these expectations lately kind of sucks. Speaking of favorite players. Real or, quick, Dede, before we move on, real quick. You know what, Carl? What's that? Ty Lu
3: is a better coach. He is. Than wow. Dunkers. I agree. Wow. Good pull. I agree with that.
5: Good pull. I do agree with that. All right, speaking of uh Former favorite players of mine, or however you want to say it, ran into one today at Publix. Uh, the good old great Charles Oakley. And oh, a yeah. uh, great guy. I mean, really friendly. And, you know, I was being very professional because I'm like, hey, I want to get this guy on the show one day, right? But, yeah, yeah. again, as a Knicks fan, especially of that era, as a very big Charles Oakley fan, it took everything in the world to not be fanboying. Uh, what I had been wrong had I... Uh, crossed the professional line and got into the fan zone.
2: It's interesting. Um so you you're at a grocery store, right? Mhm. Other people were they around him? Was this uh, just you and him? It was just I
5: mean, you know, it was morning so it, was not, it wasn't crowded in the store, just a few people. Okay.
2: Yeah, man, look, I, I I always say and try to follow the rule of thumb like if I'm them and it depends on the situation. Like if I'm eating dinner with my family, I don't want you coming over and be like, hey, ah, there's a time and a place. Grocery store, little, little less, you know, as far as uh, the expectation of what you might get from from a fan. I wouldn't have had a problem with it, Day Day. I mean, honestly, like, if you didn't start the conversation off like, I can't believe y'all didn't beat Jordan. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's different. But if you just walked in with Big Oak, man, you know, big fan, dude. I I loved your game. I, my guess is he would have been cool with it. I think, and he was a tough dude, man. Yeah, I'm thinking back to that era. Big Oak was a tough dude, so I loved watching him play as well. But yeah, I don't think so. I don't think he would have crossed the line, Chris.
3: You just needed to start with this line, Day-Day. You would have been in, man. That James Dolan's a clown. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you just if you just went in with if you just went in with that. <laughs> That would have broke the ice so fast and you would have been crystal clear to
5: get whatever you want, man.
2: That was a funny night too, man. Oakley was like, Get
3: your hands off me.
2: I thought he was going to throw down with those security guards, man. Okay,
5: uh, go. Yeah, man. It was it was awesome. He was great, man. Great conversation with him. And again, uh, really, I did my best to keep it professional because again, I do would love for him to come up here and on one of the shows be on our show, be up here at the yeah. station. All right, last one, guys. Mike and Squid Billy are down at Daytona five hundred. You bet we are. <laughs> uh, good chance Mike is going to have to give Squid Billy give me the over under. I guess you would say. 10 of those, dude. Shut your mouth before I choke you. <laughs> uh,
3: well, first of all, I wonder record. what that number's at right now because they had a seven hour car ride together down there.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, they, that's what the satellite radio's for. I, uh, and podcast, I, I would tell you. Turn on the
3: five. Waylon Jennings channel for me, would
2: you? I'm going to say five of those. That's the over under. Five is my number.
3: Uh, I'm going to say less than that. Cause I think Mike will be just as tuned up as squid. I think they will be like a couple of dogs in the town, man. They'll be running around, hanging out, having a good old time. You don't go to Daytona and no, not get tuned up. No,
2: no. Listen, there's a lot going on in that infield. Trust me. There's a lot going on in there, but no man, uh, I hope they have a good time. If you got a chance to hear them, uh, today that they'll be there Monday too, as well, following up the race on Sunday. I will say this. If you don't watch anything uh, with NASCAR, you're not a NASCAR fan. I know we have a ton of NASCAR fans that listen to the show. Check out Daytona, man. It, it's 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 awesome. Uh, they do a great job with it. So, if you don't watch any other race this year, make sure you watch that race. On and Toyota. that
3: motocross, too. You
5: know, I love that
2: motocross. Gotta
5: <laughs> <laughs> do it for me, guys. So, I guess I'll hit my music. <laughs> <laughs> Good job,
2: Day Day.
3: Real quick, Carl, what are you cooking this weekend?
2: Oh man, I got a pork butt, dude. I got a Boston butt, big old butt. Got a big butt. Uh, I'm gonna cook that Sunday because you know I'm off. You're not Monday, but uh, so Monday's President's Day, so I'm gonna do that, and we're gonna do. But no football. That's and that's why I mean, that's tough. I'm So I'm gonna work on my cooking skills. I like, yeah, I got a butt. I haven't done a butt in a while, so I'm gonna do that uh this weekend man make sure you send your pictures dukes and bell hashtag dukes and bell tailgate at home guys yes we still do it we are the innovators we started it and certainly we continue it and we want to put your pictures up uh on our gram guys the best pictures go up at dukes and bell 929 best got,
3: but pictures go up
2: we got a lot of more to get to uh i got to read a tweet from one listener to me to you Ugh. all right okay. which i will do also coming up in the four o'clock hour We will talk about how Alabama, Alabama has fallen off. We'll tell you about it next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?